Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hello, mamas and papas. Welcome back to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. So happy you can join me today. Today we're chatting about preventing picky eating versus reversing picky eating. A lot of parents ask me all the time, is there really anything I can do to prevent picky eating? It's like a big fear of mine and I asked my doctor about it and he said or she said, you can't really do anything, it's genetic. Or they probably said something like, oh, well, all kids go through it, there's nothing you can do about it. So I've also had parents say to me, my child's already picky, is it too late to help him? Is it too late to, you know, take your toddler course or are we doomed forever? And the answer to those questions are, yes, you can help prevent picky eating or at least not make it as bad as it could be. And you can also reverse picky eating, at least to a point that you or your child won't be stressed anymore and you can live a normal life around food. So first, let's dive into preventing picky eating. So we know if you have listened to any of my previous episodes, you'll probably know it's natural for babies to approach about one year of age and then enter a pickier stage of eating. And so this really signals the end of what I like to call the honeymoon phase. In fact, the prevalence of picky eating ranges from 6% to over 70% of kids. It's a crazy big range, and that's mostly because there's no one clear definition of what picky eating is. I know in North America, we generally see around 50% of kids have what we call picky eating. So it's really, really common. And so I can see why you always hear things like, well, every kid goes through it. You can't really do anything about it. It's just a common thing. But the fact of the matter is that the development of picky eating is actually affected by a lot of factors, such as the pressure to eat food, personality factors within the child, different parental practices and different feeding styles, social influences, the mealtime environment, the introduction of complementary foods, how it was done, if it was done too early, too late, you know, what type of introduction of solid foods, all that stuff. The late introduction of any chewy or textured foods and the type of food exposed and the frequency of exposures that's happening in toddlerhood. And there's still many other factors, I'm sure, if you look into it. And so, yes, a part of it is genetic, and especially when we look at those personality factors. However, if you look at, again, where you see picky eating happening the most, it's usually more in North America, like I mentioned, or in first world countries. And that tells a lot in terms of how much social influences and environmental influences can affect the development of picky eating. So knowing that there's so much influence around the onset and the severity of picky eating, you can start to take the right steps to act early to prevent it instead of just reacting once it's started. And this is 100% what I will always recommend over and over again is prevention. Because you see, prevention is a whole lot easier than reversing it. 
Why? Because habits haven't been ingrained. So you're teaching them for the very first time how to eat, what types of food to eat, how to eat variety, how meal times go, all that stuff. Just like the way, you know, when you taught them how to speak, you're teaching them from the beginning how you want them to do it. So if you learn to speak with an accent, undoing it, of course, is going to be way harder to do than just teaching them to speak that way from the beginning or if you've learned a belief about yourself or if you've learned how to spell a certain word or you've gotten in the habit of sleeping in every morning let's just say or staying up every night it's really really hard to break that habit once it's already been installed so if they have been picky already for six months or a year or two years or three you're going to obviously find that it's harder and harder to reverse it once it's already started so prevention is definitely the way I would recommend so you can avoid all that. Now my advice is once your baby is around 10 months of age, that's when you should start researching how to prevent picky eating and how to start feeding toddlers and really the easiest way is to find an expert that you trust and follow their plan because Lord knows we all know how many conflicting things we can find Googling on the internet. I, of course, will definitely recommend to you that you highly consider my Feeding Toddlers course, again, right around that 10 months of age mark, because it's at this age that they're usually close to, if not already, adopted the feeding schedule and the diet type of a toddler, and it's when you might start to see some issues come up in terms of wanting to exert independence over their food choices. They may push back and they want some more control maybe at mealtimes, and they may be showing some more preferences over what foods they like and what foods they don't like. All that might start to happen. And so knowing how to respond at this point is going to save you a lot of issues a few months down the road. Because picky eating and anxiety around food can really just take up so much of their childhood years where they're struggling. Maybe it's affecting your relationship with your partner. And of course, I feel like this is the worst fear for parents is that it can compromise their health. And this is all also assuming that you even know what to do with treating picky eating. More often than not, many of us try a tip from here and we try a tip from there, or we do what our moms tell us or what someone from a Facebook group suggested. And if it's A, not an evidence-based strategy, or B, done out of order with all of the other strategies for picky eating, then you could at best see no results or at worst possibly make things worse so having a strategy that is proven and a holistic plan is definitely the way to go now as mentioned my feeding toddlers online course can help tackle picky eating before it starts and it sets your toddler up for the best eating habits and actually right now we do have a sale of 20 percent off of the course going on until january 17th if you use the code toddler You can just put that in at checkout and then you can get the 20% off. Like I said, until January 17th, 2021. If you are listening to this in the future, it is 2021 that the sale is happening. So make sure you check it out and get your hands on it now if you are at all interested. You do have access to the course for life. So even if you're not ready to start it now, you can always snag it at this price and then just keep it on deck for when you are actually ready to start it. Now, to add to all of this, and just to take it one step further, I also just want to say that earlier intervention, once they're already picky, is better than, you know, that wait and see approach, aka a later intervention. Because what often happens is we take our concerns up with our doctor or our friends or our family, and we might hear that familiar phrase, it's just a phase, wait it out and just see if it will pass. I hate that phrase, it's just a phase, because more problems are only going to develop 
when parents get the message that there's nothing that they can do about it besides waiting it out once you see, you know, your child is developing picky eating behavior. And the amount of time, whether it be months or years that they spend in, in that picky eating phase, it decreases significantly when you're actively doing something about it. So those days or those weeks or those months where you're trying things and it feels like nothing's happening, there's barely any change, is it even worth it? I'm telling you, it is doing something, I promise, because it's preventing things from getting worse and it's ensuring that they will grow out of it. I can't tell you how many messages I get from people saying that they're still picky as adults and it's prevented them from trying you know, things at restaurants or eating at dinner parties with friends or even just getting healthier you know, and expanding their diet to things that they know they need to eat for health reasons. Because while most kids will grow out of it, some won't if there is no intervention that's happening. And And we're just hoping, basically, you're just having the strategy that, oh, I hope it gets better on its own. So it doesn't make sense to do this. It's sort of like saying you'll wait till you get heart disease or cancer to treat your health or waiting until, you know, it gets really bad to treat it. Like, we don't want to do that. That doesn't make any sense. So obviously, why are we going to take that approach when it comes to picky eating? I do not recommend it. I think preventing is definitely the way to go or actively working on it when it's happening. So On that same note, we're moving on to talking about reversing picky eating because, again, a lot of people think, well, is it too late? You know, I've let it go on for a year or I've let it go on for two years. Is it too late to buy your course? If my toddler's already picky, am I doomed? And I definitely say no, never, ever, ever too late, even as your child is, you know, maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve years old, there's always, always things that you can do to improve and help get them out of it. The thing is, getting help using my program, like my course, when things are already super bad, it just means that instead of your child needing maybe, you know, five to fifteen exposures of a food before they eat it, it might take thirty or forty plus times. So it's just going to take a lot more time to see changes happen. And yes, unfortunately, it can be a bit more stressful until you see those results, but it doesn't mean you won't see results at all. It just means adjust your expectations. So it's only normal that if you took, you know, six months or a year for things to get to the point it's at now, then it might take six months or a year for things to get significantly better and reverse it. And also realizing, you know, what does reversing picky eating mean, mean to you especially? Because remember, picky eating is a spectrum. So it may be that your toddler eats most of the food that you serve at home, but they don't like trying new food at restaurants or ethnic flavors that they're not used to. Or it might mean that your toddler eats 50 foods now instead of 20 foods regularly. So that could be reversing picky eating. So remember, there's still a little bit of that genetic component to it. So just know what your expectations are for a good result at the end. But I promise you, you will see results. And usually it means when you're not stressed as a parent over your child's eating anymore, that's the point we want to get it to. So if it means that you guys are able to eat all the same foods at home and your child's eating enough variety, they're growing well, they're happy you know, that's really where we want kids to be. Now, the last thing I want to mention in this episode is that if you haven't figured out already from what I've just talked about with my course helping to both prevent and reverse picky eating, it's that the steps to prevent picky eating and the steps to reverse picky eating are the exact same. So the difference is, again, in the amount of time and effort that goes into it because it depends highly on how picky they've become and for how long it's gone on without help. But I just want to dive in a little bit more into what those steps specifically are. 
and then walk you through the phases of the course so that you understand what the process is for preventing and reversing picky eating. What does it look like? So we're going to dive into more of the first part of the course because that's really where we learn all about how to feed your toddler. That's the part that tackles the picky eating, while the second part of the course, which is the what to feed your toddler, that is more about the nutrition education you need to feed your toddler healthily. Okay, so let's just begin with the steps for how to feed your toddler. So step one is mastering your role in feeding. So this is where you learn about the importance of the effects of the interaction between you and your toddler around food and also about your specific feeding style. Every one of us has a feeding style. Discovering what that is and figuring out what's going to be best based on your child's personality and their eating style, that's going to be a really important part in this first phase of the program. You're also going to learn about your role versus your child's role at mealtimes and how to avoid mealtime battles, reduce stress at the table, and foster a healthy eating environment. This is like foundational work needs to happen for sure before moving on to anything else. When you reduce the stress, when you get to a point where we're at neutral level, your child isn't anxious anymore to come to the table, you're not anxious, you know, that is when you can start to implement some extra, all the other stuff, I guess, that I talk about in the course. And finally, we run through, you know, common scenarios and examples of how to stick within your feeding role, because this is really nuanced stuff. It takes a lot of practice, and there's so many different situations, and trying to figure out what what do you do in this one versus what do you do in that situation? How do I deal with my concern? around this. All of that stuff is covered in this lesson and in this step. So like I said, the feeding relationship is one of the most important factors in how your toddler or your preschooler even eats. So tackling this is first and foremost a non-negotiable before moving on to the next few steps. And I also just want to mention real quick, there's also worksheets in this lesson. Really, there's stuff in every lesson, but in this lesson specifically, we have worksheets that help you reflect on what your specific roles and ideas and styles are within your own family. This is gold in terms of helping you take the time and apply the lesson to your own situation, allowing you to see any blind spots or things you've never thought about before or seen before in your feeding relationship. So very, very valuable tool in there. Now, step two of the course is about how to set up a successful mealtime environment because the environment really, really matters a lot. So toddlers are learning new skills. And as would be mentioned in the previous step, there is structure and routine that's so important and that we need for them to develop uh, their skills and flourish. So in addition to that structure and routine, toddlers need to see the table as a fun and comfortable place to be at. So they actually want to be there. So, so many times parents tell me about the struggles to bring their toddlers to the table and keep them there at mealtime and to eat without being distracted and all that stuff. So this lesson is going to help you with that. So you're going to learn how to set up a mealtime ritual for happy transitions to the table. You're going to learn how to properly seat your toddler for increased focus, for comfort, and ability to actually eat skillfully. And you're also going to learn the importance of family meals, but more importantly, how to actually make them work for you. So that's what step two covers. Now, step three is where you learn about how to serve meals. So this lesson is golden because it takes you step by step through things that are often overlooked when you're feeding toddlers and it makes a world of a difference to achieving successful meals. So you're gonna learn specifically the benefits of family style meals. Now, this is different than just you know, a family sit down meal. It's called family style meals versus pre-plating foods for picky toddlers. 
You're also going to learn how meals can be served in a way to encourage mindful eating, how to expose your toddler to new food with reduced anxiety without them freaking out, and overall how to reduce food waste. And then finally, you're going to learn about safe foods. So what those are and how they can help make every single meal totally doable. Believe it or not, when I finally changed logistics of how I serve meals to my kids when they were toddlers, I saw huge changes in how much better they ate and overcoming their pickiness. So this is a really, really great step not to be overlooked. Again, all of this done sequentially. Now, step four is all about what to say at mealtime. So I often hear from parents that they want to know exactly what to say to their toddlers when they ask us 101 questions at mealtimes or when they behave a certain way, do certain things, and especially where we don't want to influence how much or if they should eat something, which is something you will learn in the course. It's really tricky ground knowing how to influence them then to try new food without pressuring them or without meddling. So in this lesson, you're going to learn what to say and do at mealtimes to promote healthy eating and maintain gentle limits. You're going to learn what pressuring your toddler can look like and how to avoid it in all forms and also example scripts to use at the table and how to deal with one-off situations. So in the lesson, I give you a resource that's summarizing the scripts that we talk about as well as, again, more worksheets to go through to help identify areas where you may or may not be exerting pressure at mealtimes. Really, really good stuff. Now, step five is the power of exposure. So this is where you start to get to some more of those tactical strategies. So only after you've gotten through the first four foundation lessons, once you've got that in place, things are working well, you've mastered that, is when you should really move on to step five, six, and seven. So step five is where you're going to learn about understanding the true power of continuous exposure of food and how many times it really takes and what an exposure really is and how do you do it. And you're going to learn how to use every single feeding opportunity to expose your toddler to a new food. Also, how to bust out of the food rut. So many of us are stuck in that, especially if your toddler's already shown signs of pickiness. So we do a whole rut buster strategy in there. And we also show you how to modify food at your toddler's pace while still making progress so that we can expand their diet little by little. So that is step five. And then we move on to step six, which is the power of food play. And in this lesson, you're gonna learn really the mechanics and you know the the detailed steps that toddlers have to work their way through before they actually get to eating a food. There's many, many steps to eating. You're going to learn about that here and you're going to learn how to meet them where they are while again, gently nudging them, nudging them along, advancing them to to push a little more and to move a little further. And so we're going to do this through food play and bringing your toddler into the kitchen with you as one of the first steps to eating, but also you're going to get tons of ideas for food play activities that you can do at the dinner table. Or again, you can set them up as separate activities outside of the dinner table to overcome pickiness. And then the last step in this section is called the power of novelty. So in this lesson, you're going to understand how novelty at mealtime can help increase interest in the process of eating. And you're going to discover a range of simple novelty feeding tools and ideas that you can use to entice your toddler to eat when things, you know, start to get a little bit boring. So you'll be able to use like little nuanced tips and tricks here and there to take your toddler who is now hopefully already using, you know, used to the changes at mealtime, used to having some new foods. They know how things are run, all that good stuff. And you're going to take it up a notch so that you can keep making good eating habits a thing. 
And then finally, step eight, okay, I forgot there was one more step here, is managing sweets and desserts. And this is a very highly requested lesson, and I thought I'd put it in this section of the course because really how you approach desserts and sweets is such an important part in raising a mindful, healthy eater who, you know, like we want, eats all sorts of food, is adventurous, and that includes eating desserts. So in this lesson, you're going to learn how to position sweets and treats so that, you know, you're keeping things both manageable and healthy, and tips on how to incorporate sweets and desserts to teach toddlers about the value of all food as well as mindful eating, and then also how to deal with well-meaning grandparents or family members, you know, who use treats in excess sometimes and how to keep treats uh, feeling special. So basically those are my eight steps that I've outlined in the toddler course. And remember, this is really just the first half of the course. All of this is to be implemented sequentially and practiced over and over so that you can prevent or reverse picky eating. It saves you so much time and stress. Of course, it can save your relationship with your child, with your spouse. It can save you money from having to go to feeding therapy or from trying and buying all these crazy things that you know are suggested online sometimes that you don't really even need. So it's available to you at home. You do it at your own pace, and then you can start to see real changes happen. So remember, the sale is happening from now until January 17th, 2021. 20% off is what you get when you use the code TODDLER at checkout. So be sure to check that out. I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you understanding why prevention and just action period is so important when you are wanting to prevent picky eating or just start tackling it please don't wait too long to have a plan and to start reversing it I promise once you get going once you've got some support it's really not as hard as it might feel and you deserve it trust me you and your child deserve to just have peace have relief and finally kind of get this phase over and done with so you can move on and enjoy your time together. All right, as always, if you found this episode helpful, please could you leave me a five-star rating and just a little review, take two seconds just to let me know what your thoughts are on the podcast, maybe some topics you wanna hear about. It means the world to me and it really helps to spread this uh, podcast out to other parents just like you. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.